0: Hello, 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 loves. Welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast, the place where we're changing the world one woman at a time. And it's beginning with you and it's beginning with me. And today's episode is near and dear to my heart. I'm actually a little anxious to do this episode, but I cannot stay silent anymore. My body is my body. And your body is your body. And no matter what our politics We each have a right as a woman to be our whole true selves. We each have a right as a woman to speak our voice. We each have a right as a woman to earn equal pay. We each have a right as a woman to choose if we marry, when we marry, who we marry, how we marry. And though I typically stay out of politics, and though you might want to just shut off this episode, I ask you to listen from a place of love. We do not have to agree but I must stand with my sisters. I realize that if I have a platform, and I do, and I feel so strongly that I cry at night. I cry when I hear stories of women who are not earning what their male counterparts are earning. I cry when I hear stories of women who are being taken into sexual slavery, girls who are being taken into sexual slavery at 16, sold off, married at 15. I cry when... States in the United States of America, this country of quote-unquote freedom in which I live, cut off all rights for women to choose what they do with their bodies. And so this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about women's rights and women, how we are being treated and how we can rise up. Not rise up in just rage and kind of being bitchy, but rise up in our internal power. Rise up in our strengths. Rise up in our joy. Rise up in our happiness. Rise up and be truly the bold, empowered woman that we were born to be. Because we cannot be happy, right? We all want to be happy. Why am I so unhappy? Well, we cannot be happy if you are pressing down, suppressing, suppressing, right? That's the word. Pressing down, depressing any part of you, your voice, what you desire, what you need, who you are. And so I've realized that I have to step out and do the same. So before I begin this episode, this very important episode of the Purpose Girl podcast, which is all about us being our happiest selves, because our happiest selves, our happiest selves speak up. Our happiest selves own our whole truth. I want to read to you a review. Of course, this is the review of the week. It is called A Podcast for All Women. I so appreciate the intersectional and universal treatment of feminism in this podcast. Despite being 40 years apart in age, both me and my mother can relate to, empathize with, and learn from Karen's stories and those of her guests. Thank you. Aw, that is coming from a delightful woman, Jenna, who is uh, in college and getting an amazing education in the United States. And I'm just so excited to read this. And I know it's Jenna because she reached out to me and asked if I would come speak to her sorority. And there's, of course, a big answer of yes. I, of course, would love to come speak to any women's group, your corporate women's group, sorority group, high school girls. Let's really teach each other, how to know our strengths, how to know who we are, how to speak our voice, how to learn how to overcome challenges, how to turn pain into purpose. So thank you, Jenna, for that amazing review. And for all of you, when you write a review, women all over the world, that's what makes them say, yo, I better listen to this podcast because a lot of women seem to like it. And so pause this episode for just two minutes. Go on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to the podcast And rate us five stars and leave a glowing review, because as you do, that's how more women around the world are finding us. And as more women around the world of all ages, right, like Jenna and her mom both listen to this podcast, that is how we are going to change the world, because more women will know their voice, will know their purpose, will know their strengths and speak it and live it. So thank you, Jenna, and thank you all. So let's talk for a minute about what's going on here in the United States it is no secret that in the United States, several states are beginning to create bans on abortion. And I get it. If someone does not believe in abortion for themselves, does not want it for themselves. But what is happening is that we are, the state of Alabama just passed a law and it was signed into law by their governor, by their female governor, That even in cases of rape, it's a felony to have an abortion, even in cases of rape. And this is why I've decided that even though I avoid politics on the Purpose Girl podcast, because I want every woman to feel connected, loved, part of the community, I realize that it's more important for me to live my purpose, more important for me to speak my truth if I'm speaking even to four people than if if 50,000 of you stop listening, because that's what I want for you. If you wholeheartedly believe in the environment and protecting our land and protecting our trees and protecting our animals or protecting the water and the sea from pollution, I don't want you to hold your voice back because you're afraid of retribution. You're afraid that people will stop following you on Facebook or you're afraid that your family will be upset with you or you're afraid that your family will be mad at you. If you are passionate about the arts and really ensuring that, you know, that arts, whether it's dramatic arts or it is painting and drawing, but that people get to appreciate the arts and the arts are in schools, but you think, oh, well, is art really as important as food or learning math? And so you're holding your voice down. You're suppressing your voice. I want to be that example to you that says, let's get the voice out. Okay, yeah, are there going to be people who say that the arts are not as important as a math class? Sure. And there are going to be people like my aunt, who was an artist her whole life and taught high school art in the city of Detroit, in public schools in Detroit, and insisted that all of those kids got to express themselves. And she can make an exceptional argument for why art is just as important, if not more, than math or anything else. So will there be people who don't like me talking about this? Yep. Josh and I had a big talk about it before I decided to do this episode. And he said, just know you may get some haters. You may get some people who disagree with you. You may get some people who email negative things. And maybe you can hear my voice. I'm a little scared of that. right? It is scary to be so public as to have a podcast that is heard all over the world. And I would not be walking my talk if I didn't fully put out my purpose in the world because I'm asking you to do the same. So I wanna talk for a moment about what's going on with women's rights. And I'm not even gonna talk about abortion yet because I understand how heated it is and how sensitive it is and how much it can divide us. I wanna begin with a couple of other aspects of women's rights. And the first aspect of women's rights that I want to talk about is violence against women and girls. One in three women, this is according to the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, one in three women across the world experiences violence. Now, men experience violence as well, but women experience violence more. Women are raped more. Women experience more domestic abuse Women experience violence on streets more than men do. Again, it doesn't mean that men do not or boys do not. And my heart goes out to anybody and everybody who has experienced violence. But women experience it more. And something I don't talk about a lot is that I am a survivor of domestic abuse. When I was 17, my first love, who was a girl, and I had all sorts of shame and all sorts of embarrassment, wouldn't tell anybody that I loved a girl, but I did, when I say love, I mean, I desperately loved this girl. We had a beautiful, incredible, fun, soulful relationship. But I also kind of liked boys. Like, I loved her, but I wanted to date boys. I wanted to go to a prom with a boy. And now I think, you know, kids go all together as a group, but like, that wasn't the case then. And I was physically attracted to boys. And so I wanted to also date boys or break up with her and date boys and when I told her that she started abusing me physically would hit me we would go to a restaurant with friends and I would go into the bathroom and she would follow me into the bathroom punch me and leave or I would go to the jukebox to play a song and she would do that or she would be sitting with me at a table because none of our friends knew we were together so none of our friends could know that we broke up and she would just pinch my leg so hard that I became black and blue And the fact is that the vast majority of women across the globe have experienced violence on their streets and their cities. 89% of women in Brazil, 86% of women in Thailand, 79% of women in India have reported harassment. And women are being married off, sold off, girls. 250 million girls, according to UNICEF, 250 million Women alive today were married before they were 15. Now, before you're 15, many, maybe a couple of those girls wanted to, but most, I mean, I remember when I was 14, yeah, maybe I thought I wanted to marry the person that I was with, but I didn't really want to marry the person I was with. You know what I mean? So these girls are being married off really without their own permission. And many of them are married off to older men who have, you know, some have multiple wives or some, and it's simply not right. Why do these girls, why are they sold as property? And economically, women are behind. Women spend at least twice as much time as men on domestic work, at least. And women work longer hours than men in all work. This is according to World's Women 2015. So this, th- women are working more, right? We're doing more household work. We're doing more childcare. And we're we're working, you know, in equal, almost equal numbers in the workforce, in the paid workforce. And so women are working longer hours. Tell me what that does to our levels of stress, what that does to our levels of exhaustion, what that does to our levels of depression. And the fact is, why am I so passionate about this? I don't mean to make you just so upset today. But it's because we could see this as us being a victim. We could see this as this holding us down. We could see this as, oh, what was me, I'm a woman. Or we could see this as a rise to our most courageous, most powerful, most collaborative in sisterhood selves. One of my favorite tools is called the empowerment dynamic. And the idea is that we could be a victim to a persecutor. We could say, well, look at what they're doing to us. Look what they're doing to us. And this episode might sound like that. But what I'm suggesting, I am giving you a lot of statistics right now. And then what I'm suggesting, what I'm going to suggest is that we flip it. It's like a downward triangle where the persecutor is holding down the victim. And I'm gonna suggest whether that persecutor, like one of my clients yesterday that I spoke to, and her ex is her persecutor who just puts her through all sorts of H-E-L-L, all sorts of hell with his nasty, narcissistic texts and emails and the ways that he tries to manipulate her through her children. So we could be victim, right? And I of my own. Maybe sometimes I feel victim to the fertility, right? Maybe sometimes I feel victim to money or whatever it is. Like we all have that. We can all do that. Or I feel victim to politics for taking away the rights, my rights, or for other ways that, that, that I might feel held down. Or as a Jewish woman, I can play victim to... Neo-Nazis, people who don't believe that the Holocaust existed, people who degrade my grandparents' lives because they don't believe the Holocaust existed. So I could be victim. We could all be victim. We've got a lot to be victim over. Or we could flip the triangle and instead say, instead of being victim, I'm going to be the creator of my life. I love this. My client yesterday said, ooh, the victor, right? From victim to victor. It's so good. And in that case, what happens is that whoever is your persecutor becomes your challenger. So there is incredible research. We all think, oh, stress is so bad for us. Stress is so bad for us. But there's actually incredible research by Kelly McGonigal who shows that it's not, stress itself is not, is not bad for you. It's how you think about stress and whether or not it's bad for you. So do you see stress as opportunity to rise to the occasion Or do you see stress as it's going to take me down? Because when we see stress as awful and bad, and believe me, I can fall into this trap too, right? I am no better or different than you. We are on this path together. When we see stress that way, then our, you know, as as awful and it's gonna hurt, right? Then our blood vessels become constricted and then our bodies heat up, prepare for fight flight. We get tons of adrenaline, tons of cortisol, which becomes poisonous. Like good for the 90 second fight or flight, not good remaining in our bodies, And that's when we start getting high blood pressure. That's when we start getting inflammation in various body parts. That's when our second brain, which is our digestive system, starts acting out And because it's saying, hey, all this cortisol is not working for me. Or we could choose to see stress. We could choose to see a persecutor as helping us rise to the challenge in courage, helping us be our best selves and come out of slavery, frankly helping us to become what we were born to be. Because this human experience is not going to be without challenge. In fact, I think that the common human experience is struggle, is pain, is challenge. And so when we say, I am going to be the creator of my own life, I'm going to be the creator and do this how I want to do this, I'm no longer going to suppress my voice around the arts or environment or women's rights or... It could be something like your voice of simply saying to the people you love, where you want to have dinner, right? How many women do you know who don't say, someone says, where do you want to have dinner? I don't care, right? No, no more, right? That was a really old pattern or behavior. So this is about us no longer being a victim to this feeling that other people won't like us or approve of us or this fear of conflict. And instead saying, I'm going to be the creator of my life and I'm going to stand in my power. Not from a harsh, kick him him in the knees perspective, but from a you living your true purpose. That's the biggest power you have. You living in your strengths. You living your purpose. You being the kind, compassionate, fiercely compassionate and loving human that you were born to be for whatever your cause, your thing is. Because, my friends, we are needed. Did you know that women still only make up about 23 percent of all parliamentarians, all people in government, only 23 percent around the globe? This is according to the Interparliamentary Union in 2017, their report, that we are still severely underrepresented in our government, still severely underrepresented in the CEO and the C-level suites. Now, again, this is not to get us just angry and feel like a victim. No, this is our opportunity Any of you out there, you've been wanting a promotion. Let this be your wake-up call to say, now's my time to go speak my voice. And not get angry like, why haven't you given me a promotion? Or I deserve it and they didn't. No. Speak your voice of know your strengths, know what's best about you, know how you have impacted the company, know your vision, know your goals, know what you can do in the next level up and go speak it. And then speak it and speak it and speak it. And show, show what you can do. Because this is our opportunity to rise. This is our opportunity to be our best. And preparing for this episode, I really held my grandmothers in my heart. I almost did an episode, and I will do one in the future, about our ancestors and what they have given us and what they have taught us. And my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. I've spoken about her a little bit on the Purpose Girl podcast. And she was rich, Back in Austria, back in Vienna, she was rich. She never thought she would have to work a day in her life. But then Hitler invaded Austria. Her family lost everything. She came to the United States with nothing, not even the language. And she had to go to work in a factory like everybody else. And my grandmother remained a working woman her whole life. After having children, raising her children, she went to work in her local public school as an assistant. And she worked her whole life. And that was her way of taking a stand, of speaking her voice, of saying, I'm not a victim. I'm the creator of my own life. So I'm going to pause for a moment for a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about how we become the creators and we speak our truth. If you are stumped on gift ideas, FabFitFun is such a great gift to yourself or to a loved one. You can surprise your mom or your sister with a summer box to show thanks or to a woman whose house you're going to for a barbecue or you have a daughter or a friend going off to college or a new mom. FabFitFun is an awesome care package. Because it is a seasonal subscription box that is delivered four times a year with full-size beauty, fashion, home, fitness, wellness products. And it's only $49.99 a box. Plus, with the code PURPOSE, you get $10 off your first box. And you get so much value. Every box has at least $200 in retail value. The summer box is filled with so many goodies. And the retail value is between like $270 and $467. But you get it. Again, only $49.99 a box. $10 off your first box with the code PURPOSE. Personally, in this box, there is this rose spray that feels so hydrating and so delicious. There is a clay mask in it that I'm loving, a foot exfoliator me and Josh are playing with. And there is a necklace that has these little stars on it and reminds me of my grandmother's necklace that, frankly, she gave me when she was alive and I lost. And I'm so grateful now. That was worth every penny to get it. So, sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. Again, use my code PURPOSE to get $10 off your first box. Go to fabfitfun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a well lived life. And now back to our show. Another area that we need to really look at is what women are paid. So, it's been well talked about that women earn between 70 and 80 cents. On the dollar for each dollar that a male earns. The thing is, though, that that's actually white women, right? Our Hispanic sisters are making less, our African American sisters are making less. In fact, Hispanic women's median weekly earnings in 2018 were 617 per week, or 61% of a white man's median weekly earning. 61 percent how is that woman supposed to live on that and raise her children on that the median weekly earnings of black women were 654 dollars per week or 65.3 percent of white men's earnings how are our black sisters supposed to raise their children on that this is where we have to start making dramatic change this is where we have to start standing up and saying that every woman is worthy According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, if women were paid the same as comparable men, men who work in the same number of hours, the same age, have the same educational attainment, same rural or urban status, live in the same area of the country, nearly 60 percent of women would see a pay increase, including almost two thirds of single mothers. And the women's poverty rate would be halved, including a decline in poverty for single mothers from 28.9 percent to 14.5 percent. These raised earnings would correspond to 2.8% of GDP increase. It is good economics to pay women exactly what men are paid. So we're not comparing here a woman who is a waitress to a man who is a CEO of a bank. We're not comparing that. We're saying in the same industry, in the same age, in the same educational attainment, women are making so much less. And we would dramatically, we would just about have the poverty rate for single mothers. I cannot think of a single shift that would make more of a dramatic difference to the future of America, the future of the world, than paying single mothers, than paying women the same as men, because when a woman earns, her whole family benefits. Now, I'm not saying that that's not also true of men. Many men are wonderful. The majority of men are wonderful at providing for their families and women as well, right? So it's not that. And we know that there are so many single mothers that when a woman gets an education, right? We look around the world, this has been well-documented, that when a woman gets an education, when a woman can earn for herself, that is how her children advance. So we literally could change the entire world if we start educating women and we start paying them what they are worth, which is really paying them what the men are making too, right? So this is something all of us need to think about because whether you are a white woman, a black woman, a Hispanic woman, any woman, or you're a man listening to the Purpose Girl podcast, any of my dudes out there, thank you for listening. This is our opportunity for our children to reach higher educational attainment. This is our opportunity for our our industries to start advancing and growing. This is our opportunity to really change the world. Start paying a woman what her brother, what her partner, what her husband gets. So I bring this up again, not just for us to get angry, although you are righteous. I am righteous in my feelings about this. But I bring this up for us to say, what can I do about it? What can I do about it? What we know from the research is that optimism and pessimism are not traits that you're born with. They're not just traits that you're born with. Rather, it's called an optimistic thinking style or a pessimistic thinking style. And the good news is that we know from one of the most famous psychologists alive, who is my professor, Dr. Martin Seligman, wrote an incredible book called Learned Optimism. He has proven that you can learn optimistic thinking style. You can learn to think differently. So we could hear all these statistics and we could say, well, woe is us. Life sucks. And go into victim mode. Go into jail mode. Just go back to eating our ice cream and being resentful. Talking about how the world's never going to change or talking about how someone owes us something. Or we could shift. And we could choose to learn an optimistic thinking style. Choose to become the victor or the creator. Pessimistic thinking style says that when adversity strikes, you see it as... Permanent, it's always going to be this way. Pervasive, it's going to ruin everything else. And that it's personal, that I did something horribly wrong or someone's out to get me. Optimistic thinking style says that when adversity hits, you see it as temporary, that it doesn't always have to be permanent. You see it as isolated. Okay, this is one area. I don't have to let it affect everything else. What else can I do about this? And you see it as not necessarily personal, right? We stop taking everything so personally. And this is a huge learning edge for me. This has been to not take everything so personally. And that's how we can shift. And so that's what I'm going to suggest that we do to rise from victim to victor, right? Is we start to look at any situation in our life and look at, am I looking at this as permanent, as pervasive, as personal? And- What will happen? How will it impact my life? How will it impact my children's lives? How will it impact my community? How will it impact my happiness if I shift, when I shift to the optimistic thinking style? And realize, because listen, woman, you can get through anything. Every woman I know is so strong, so powerful, has been through so much. I mean, I just read to you the statistics on abuse. I just read to you the statistics on income and the gap. So We know. I know that you can make it through anything. I know that you can choose any area of your life, including the ways in which women are treated and the ways in which our rights are being taken away. I know we can look at it with an optimistic thinking style. I know we can choose to see those who want to hold us down and choose to see them as simply the challengers to bring out the best in life. A dramatic shift will come for us when we start to see everything in our life as happening for us. I call it pain to purpose, right? You can also think of it, the psychological term is post-traumatic growth or adversarial growth. The idea that you can grow from a challenge, the idea that any challenge you can actually use to your benefit. And you can do this intentionally, right? Like because my girlfriend in high school abused me, I treat now every woman with love and kindness and as a sister and with respect. Because the girls in fifth grade and sixth grade turned on me and dumped me. Frankly, it hurt my feelings so much. I create sisterhoods now where women feel alive and connected and loved and supported. That's why I hold retreats like the Goddess Girls retreat coming up in Miami, because I love creating a safe space for women to be able to share, here's what's going on in my life. Here's my pain and be held, be held in safety. And then I love for women to, to have a sisterhood where women then uplift each other and say, and I see you sister. I see what you're capable of. I, I see your strengths. I see your talents. I see your power. I see your wisdom. I see your heart. And I know what you're capable of. I know you're capable of going from victim to victor. That's why I hold the goddess retreat in Miami and the other retreats and sisterhoods that I do. That's why I do the four month empowered program because This is our opportunity, and this is how we do it. So we have an opportunity right now with all that's going on, all the ways, the gender gap, the abuse, the attacks on women's rights. We have the opportunity to see this as happening for us and helping us rise to the occasion. And I want to share the story of one of my clients who's inspired me to speak my voice. Jenna King Shepherd is in Cosmo this week. And she's one of my coaching clients who came to me unsure of what she, she was just unhappy in her job, unhappy, like not knowing what she wanted to do, not knowing really who she was, former beauty queen, married an NFL player and was her like dad's perfect child. And through our work, she remembered or discovered her true passion for women's rights, for every woman to have a reproductive Right. She happens to live in the state of Alabama, the state that has just taken away, voted to take away abortion rights, even for a 12-year-old that is raped. And all this was happening during our coaching. And she shared with me, and now I can share all this with you because she's just shared it in Cosmo magazine. She's very out in public with it. She had an abortion when she was younger. And she said, Remains the best decision she's ever made for herself. And here she is in Alabama with a father who's actually a preacher and conservative and told her that it was embarrassing for him, for her to speak her story. But she realized that she has to go tell her story. She has to speak up because there are too many women right now who are going to suffer And it's not that they're going to, they're going to suffer from this law in Alabama. And this is happening in too many states. Ohio has passed a law. Georgia has passed a law. And I only know about what's happening in the United States. This this is happening, I know, in other countries around the world. And this has to end. Jenna tells in her Cosmo story that her aunt, who couldn't have children, said that, you know, Jenna deprived her of 10 years of raising her baby. But it's not Jenna's responsibility or any woman's responsibility to have a child for anyone else. Because that's our bodies that we have to live with for nine months. That's our bodies that change. Now, you can totally disagree with me on this, and I would just want to disagree respectfully. But these laws on women's bodies have got to stop. I've got to stop. My clients in Europe cannot believe what's happening here in the United States. Now, I hear you, and I have been pregnant twice. And when my babies were embryos, really, they weren't babies. They were, you know, eight-week-old tissue. I get it. I felt like I was a mom. I felt like that was a baby inside of me. And I can acknowledge that it wasn't quite a baby. I can acknowledge that it was tissue that, that was growing and then stopped growing. And I hear you if it's not for you. But what Jenna has done in deciding to be public in Alabama. What's remarkable, like I said, when Jenna called me, she, for the first time, didn't like her job, didn't know you know, what she wanted to do. She just knew she wanted to make a big impact. And as we did all of the coaching exercises and we uncovered more and more and more about her, and she, she shared with me the story of her abortion and she shared how frustrated she is by what's going on in her state of Alabama. And she's a former beauty queen in Alabama, by the way, okay? And she shared how frustrating it is to her. And she said she even wants to be on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And it was like so clear, Jenna, you can do this. And I am telling you, this woman, in just six months, she's inspiring me. She inspired this entire podcast. She has gone out. She volunteered for Planned Parenthood. She has taken women into the clinics for safety. She has spoken to the lieutenant governor. She has spoken to to the legislature in Alabama. She has represented Planned Parenthood at a number of meetings. She she has been applying to law school so that she can be on the Supreme Court, so she can make these changes. She is now in national, international media having her story this week in Cosmo. And we have a link in the show notes. And I share her story because she has reminded me. Right? When she wasn't sharing her story, you will read in her Cosmo story, when she wasn't sharing her story, it left her feeling empty. It left her feeling depressed. It left her feeling stuck, anxious. And yeah, sharing her story is scary. There are lots of people, especially in her hometown, her small hometown in Alabama, who are saying nasty things to her on Facebook. But she feels so empowered because she's also getting letters and emails from people around the world saying, thank you. I also had an abortion and haven't told anyone or my daughter had one and no one knows or my best friend had one and no one knows. And more people need to know and more people need to understand that it's okay. because what's going to happen with all of these abortion laws, it's not going to stop women from having an abortion. It's not going to stop a 13 year old from having an abortion or an 18 year old or a 30 year old who already has three kids and can't afford another. And by the way, Jenna was on the pill. So this isn't about. She should have taken birth control. She did. (laughs) Didn't work. And people say, well, you shouldn't open your legs if you can't handle it. Well, what are we saying to the guy? Okay? But Jenna was on birth control, and many people used a condom. And even if they didn't, that doesn't mean she has to make a choice for the rest of her life like this. It doesn't mean that she has to have a baby for someone else to adopt. These are our bodies. Our bodies. Her sister said to her, your body, your choice. And that is true. That is what I believe. And here's why it's important for me to share this, because here Jenna is for the last six months publicly speaking out in Alabama this week in Cosmopolitan magazine, sharing her story with the world, knowing how many haters there are out there. And she's a mama of a two-year-old now. So there's risk. And she is my hero. She's my hero and she's my shiro, Because she's out there speaking. And as she does, she's getting more and more and more support from people and more and more and more helping people. And rather than feeling stuck and depressed like she was when she first came to me, not knowing her purpose, she now is like happy, like for her own. It's not about her dad's achievements. It's not about her beauty, right? She was getting accolades for being a beauty queen, accolades for being an NFL player's wife, accolades for, you know, being her, her successful father's daughter. No, this is about her speaking her voice. And that's why I knew I had to do this episode on shifting from victim to victor. I had to do this episode on what's going on with women's rights. So even if it ends up that a few people send me nasty emails, this is so important. Because we can translate. We can all find the Jenna in us. We can all find that hero or shiro in us. And what is something that you need to speak? And let's use the stress of being held down, persecuted, being afraid, whatever that is for you, not wanting people to not like you. And let's shift that into the positive stress of helping us rise to with courage. Because isn't that why we're here? Aren't we here? Courage means of the heart, right? The Latin word core is heart. French word, cœur. Courage, energy, rage is energy, energy of the heart. And why else are we here on earth? if not to fully live our heart, if not to fully live our purpose. And so these issues, they are challenging. They're painful. Yes, there's conflict. Maybe at Thanksgiving dinner and maybe you just want to avoid it. I get it. I'm not saying you have to show up at Thanksgiving and you know wear your Planned Parenthood shirt. What I am saying is, what are you passionate about? What do you want to shift from victim to creator about? What do you want to leave a legacy of? Because as we each share our truth, yeah, it's a little scary, but more than that, we're making a difference for our daughters. We're making a difference for our sons. We're making a difference for our nephews and our nieces. We're making a difference for our neighborhoods. We're making a difference for our communities. We're making a difference for generations, three generations to come. And even if you don't have children, every, every woman is a mama because she's mamaing the world, okay? We are all like a collective sisterhood, I feel, like the village that's raising the world and doing our part. And so as we each speak our truth, as we each share our stories, right, when I came out with my Me Too story about my abuse at 17— My former abuser, who I used to be friends with on Facebook, sent me a horrible email about how I should have asked her first and all this crap. It was scary because my body has muscle memory of her hitting me, so I felt that pain again. But better than that were how many people said, thank you, I too was abused. And so it's scary, but that's why we do this in community. That's why I'm always asking you to join the retreats to join the Purpose Girls Women's Happiness Network on Facebook. That's why I'm always asking us to be bold together because that's how we're going to change the world. That's how we're going to become happier. I promise you that if there is something that you are not voicing, and it could be something like what you want in the bedroom to your partner, something like a job that you want to go for, something like a cause that you want to stand up for, or something like sharing your story. I promise that if that is in you and you are not doing it that leads to depression right suppressing what's in you that leads to feeling stuck and lost in fact my whole body reacts by like closing up when I talk about it that way but when we open up with our truth when we choose optimistic thinking style when we choose to see everything is happening for us when we choose to share yeah it's vulnerable It's vulnerable, but that's why we all love Brene Brown or anyone who speaks their truth, right? When we share, that's when we feel free. We're no longer jailed by other people's opinions, no longer jailed by persecutors holding us down. That's when we have true power. And true power, right? What Jen is doing, she's not showing up uh, in, in Alabama screaming at legislatures. She's sharing her story. She's sharing why it matters. And she even says to people, we can agree to disagree, but I want you to hear my story, right? So we can do this in a really elegant, feminine, graceful way. And the feminine way is coming from a place of intuition, of creativity, of heart knowing, of compassion and love. And it's fierce, right? Lioness who protects her cubs. But we do it, you can do it in a way Where it's not that you are against someone else, you are for yourself and you're for those that you love and you're for the people who are suffering in the same way you do. Because all the time when people ask me, well, what's purpose? How do I find my purpose? Right? There are so many doorways in, but a major way in is through your wisdom, is through the wisdom that only you have gotten from your life experience. And Jenna's, and often that's what I call pain to purpose, right? Our wisdom often comes from our pain. Our trauma can lead to triumph. We can be from victim to victor. So what's the wisdom that you have to share with the world? And then please go share it. Because that's how we are going to increase the number of women that are in government positions. We're going to increase the number of women that are at C-level executives. We're going to decrease the poverty level for single moms. We're going to decrease the poverty level for kids it's like, well, why does all that matter? I, you might think, well, why does it matter if I get a promotion? How does that help the world? It helps the world because when you go ask for a promotion, you're showing other women in the office what they can do too. So that's what my plea is to you today. And I am doing that with this podcast episode, even though it's scary. And I'm going to be doing it a lot more, my social media, because this is what I believe in. And so hopefully we can stand next to each other, even if we disagree each other, and we can rise up. As women, because when a woman changes her life, everyone around her benefits. Remember, women still do the majority of childcare. So when a woman chooses to change her life, when a woman chooses to stand in her power, that's going to impact the kids the most, right? Women are still doing the majority of household care. Women still buy more economically, we still buy more products. So when a woman takes a stand and says, well, I'm going to buy healthy products or I'm going to withhold my dollars from a company that does not support women's rights or a company that supports, you know, child labor or whatever it might be, you're actually speaking with your dollars. It's very powerful. So make no mistake, we have a voice and we have a big voice. It's not anti-man. It's saying that we understand that the economy is going to hugely benefit. The world is going to hugely benefit. Kids are going to hugely benefit. When women start rising up in our courage. So with that, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. I know it's a little different and I appreciate you for sticking with me. And I want to hear from you. What are you going to speak up about? What are you going to, what action are you going to take? Like I said, it could be telling your husband what you want for dinner. It could be something about the bedroom. It could be asking for a promotion. It could be sharing your story. I want to hear from you. Email me, go on Purpose Girl. Go on this episode on the blog, share your story, or just email me personally, Karen at karenrockine.com. Send me a direct message. I love hearing from you guys on Instagram or on Facebook. Send me a direct message. Let me know. And please join the Purpose Girls Women's Happiness Network Facebook group. We are a growing community where I do a Facebook Live every other week, three times a week. My team and I post different quotes and different prompts for you. And so it is a great place for you to grow. Join me on a retreat. We still have spots on the Goddess Girls Retreat. And it is for you to like know your power, know your strength and rise up and have a sisterhood to support you, a loving, supportive, safe sisterhood. And if you have not yet left a review, please, please go on over to Apple Podcasts or your listener and hit five stars and write just one sentence about what you love about the Purpose Girl Podcast. You never know, I might read yours on air. And the most important thing you can do, of course, is to share the podcast with every woman in your life. We can make little Purpose Girl podcasts, book clubs about it, podcast clubs about it. You can give it to your moms, your sisters, your daughters. It is applicable to all women, all ages. And as always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life because we are changing the world one woman at a time. Bye for now, love.